Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hello, and thank you so much for joining us for your Ring of Honor post show for November 30th. We're at the end of the 11th month of the year. What the heck, man? Wild, wild times. But even more wild is Ring of Honor. We got Ronda Rousey showing up last week. What the heck is going on? In this world that Ronda Rousey is like, you know what? After I'm w- done with WWE, I'm going to hit the Indies and hop over to ROH. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. We've also got uh, the the ROH title kind of wrapped up here in the Continental Classic, getting merged with the New Japan title, whatever this Continental title is going to be as well. Mixed feelings on that. Mixed feelings on that, but not all bad because I think it can go some interesting places. But overall, we had a supersized episode of ROH tonight, right? We have two hours and 15 minutes long, and most of it mm-hmm. made sense. We've got a pay-per-view in a couple of weeks, Reg, and not much of a build to it. But we have some good, good stuff happening here. Obviously, the Athena stuff kind of taking the cake so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this uh, promotion has been thrown into disarray the last couple of weeks of us me not being here, uh, the announcement of Eddie Kingston essentially being like, these titles are whatever they are. I'm still very confused about the whole concept. I don't know exactly what's going on. I guess we're going to see in these coming weeks. And then um, uh, Ronda Rousey coming on a week that we're not on this show again. I'm like, yo, what's going on here? Why aren't we getting things like this? But yeah, the uh, thing of Ronda being on the Wrestling Revolver show and then immediately going to the Ring of Honor show, Super interesting stuff here. I don't know what's going to lead to in the future, but uh, a good way to build some buzz. But yeah, the the tying thing to this show, Kate, I think was the Athena and Billy Stark stuff um, kind of been paid off. I have some thoughts when we get to how the angle happened. 
but I'm happy that we are here. You know, I understand that how the angle happened might not be everybody's favorite thing in the world, but I will say in a in a show that even for two hours is so heavily ring focused, I have a little bit more room for some some goofy stuff, but I know it's not for everyone. But we've got a lot of ringer of honor to talk to to and about uh, before we even get there. But please get in your super chats. No humper chats on this show. Uh, I don't have access to that. So mm-hmm. please, if you send those in, they're not going to go anywhere. It's not going to be great for anybody. I have one piece of hair that is in the middle of my bangs and down my face, and I keep fiddling with it. I'm so sorry. Yeah. We're just going to pull it out of my head right now. Right Done. here. Game that match, okay? <laughs> Hard way. I just ripped those bangs out of mm-hmm. my head. Um, but we're going to dive into all of it. We'll also ask you to please leave a thumbs up on this video and to subscribe to Fightful Select. Like 10,700 of your other friends, people who have been supporting us are amazing. Something about some CM Punk guy showing up at some other place. I don't know. It tends to we'll tends to be good for business for Fightful when CM Punk eats, sleeps, breathes, shows up somewhere. We, we make out all right, regardless of what our uh, thoughts on the guy may be. But... Uh, please feel free to join there. There's CM Punk dates. Up to CM Punk dates. We should just call it the Punk Date dirt Honestly. sheet or whatever the hell at yeah. this point. But there's pretty much daily updates uh, so far about how that all came together, what the stipulations are of him being there, uh, what the reception has been. Sounds pretty mixed so far. Um, but but all workable. So good things for WWE World, etc., etc., etc. Um, but I am excited to talk some ROH. There's also a lot of other mm-hmm. stuff on Fightful Select that is coming up. I think most people are missing out on what a big contract year 2024 is. It's insane. So while everybody is like following these momentum shifts of like Osprey's coming to AEW and CM Punk is going to WWE, this is the world we live in now, man. There's going to be people popping up all over the place. So, um, Keep keep an eye out because 2024 is going to be what I think last year was in drama. I think next year is going to be in contract like transaction news. There's some really, really key contracts, Seth and Becky, coming up. So keep an eye out for those things. But we're here to talk ROH and we are going to dive into it. Let's start with how this episode started off. We sometimes get these promos and they're kind of just setting up the show or whatever, but this one accomplished so much in such a short amount of time and felt so great. I absolutely loved it. Um, we first get Athena saying, man, you always w- manage to win Billy, except for when you're with me tagging. Uh, so not a fan of that. She doesn't like taking any losses, even if she's not the one that's in play at the time, right? That's still her name on the line. Uh, and she says, You need to beat the brakes off of Marina Shafir if you want to stick around these parts. And then she asks Lexi Nair to go hard with her as Eddie Kingston (laughs) gets called out by Athena and what felt like less of a promo towards Eddie, though sign me up for that intergender match any day of the week. Uh, But felt like she was speaking on behalf of all the stuff that we say week over week of... Uh, why aren't our champions ever around this brand? I love the way she went in on Eddie and that she said, this is my promotion. If you come around my place, that's cute. But I've been the one who's not only putting these porcelain trash hussies on their back, but putting this whole damn promotion on her back. And I like it because it's true. She has been at the forefront of this. Um, 
quick promo, but so much got accomplished. I was in stitches at Lexinair in the back. Uh, like, yeah, uh-huh. Like, just mm -hmm. <laughs> going so hard. Because she said, Lexi, back me up. And she just, oh, yeah. And her, like... And her like sexy bra under blazer look, she's just like, right. yeah, you know what's up. Like I was in stitches at the combination. And that's been the success of this angle in my eyes has been the comedic stuff mixed in with the dramatic stuff. But what did you think of the way we opened the show tonight? It actually felt like, hey, maybe the show's a big deal to me. Uh, Ten stars on this promo, honestly. Uh, Athena was... Show the fire that, like you said, Kate, that we've been talking about on this podcast. But yeah, I think she really felt personally offended. Like she's watching this Eddie Kingston promo and she's like, wait a second, dude, you're talking about me. If you're talking about the people that represent this brand, I represent this brand harder than anybody. And if we're going to talk about the workhorse of this brand, it's me. And she's 100% right. Like Eddie Kingston, you just got here. How are you talking about Athena and what the people in ROH do? Like she's been on the in the trenches on the grind every single week for this and for her to come out and show this at the beginning of this show specifically Kate with what happens later in the show I thought it was perfect I agree I absolutely love seeing it and it's also the kind of thing that if someone was checking out this show or saw this clip online they might say hey I should subscribe to this or check this out further so just yep. also doing the job of promos being you're supposed to be selling them on the match or the cart, right? Mm -hmm. So good stuff. But switching gears to our other champion, which is really refreshing to see and a persistent complaint from all of us, Eddie Kingston and Lee Johnson in a is. proving ground match. He's, he's right there. Normally I say hold your champion for the top of the show, but I actually did like the sequence of Athena having that promo and then Eddie being right there. Like that, that felt kind of cool back to back. Still don't know why your world champion isn't main eventing, but mm. I, I liked how that one-two punch felt today. Uh, and we've been saying it, but like Lee Johnson, man, just improving week over week, like doing it kind of quietly and behind the paywall here, but he is so explosive in his moves and just has so much more command and authority over them than I think we've seen in the past. It's not like anything was necessarily um wrong but like it did feel like something was maybe missing and he's really mm -hmm. locked in to what it is I, we always talk about commentary commentary great in this match and the whole night talking about how eddie kingston is down three nothing or three points in in the continental classic talking about this needing to be a bounce back win for him which i liked because the proving ground stipulation doesn't necessarily have huge implications for uh the champion as much as it does for the the person who's challenging uh, but we have Eddie Kingston winning with a back fist, a suplex right before it, which looked great, and then landing that back fist for the win. But, man, Lee Johnson having some breakout breakout showings on, mm -hmm. on ROH so far. Your thoughts? Yeah, it's interesting, Kate. I, I want to commend them for being consistent, at least, with the world champions. I'm not putting them on last. I don't know why they just won't do it. Because every time the main event is always just like a regular match, and it's like, well, if we're having a regular match here, you could have had the world champion as the main event, but whatever, I get it. Um, the thing I like about Eddie Kingston is he's such a huge contrast to what Claudio was giving up to us. Ugh. Like his matches feel like Eddie Kingston's matches feel like the opponent could potentially win. And I think that's like something that's been needed for the Ring of Honor world champion because Claudio was so dominant that you're just like, man, he's kicking everybody's ass, but everybody fills in the fight in an Eddie Kingston fight. 
And I think that's going to add so much to what is being represented here. Lee Johnson, like you said, has been so great. Whatever training he's done, he got married. Like he's just probably living a great life outside. That just shows up here in the he ring. He and wifey putting in the work. <laughs> I'm saying, wow, like, look at this. I didn't even that put that a together. Yeah, couple like they Julia just... too, man. On another Great. level. Love Young to people give. too to being amazing. Yeah. So they whatever they're drinking water at home, it's amazing <laughs> water. Amazing water at home. But yeah, great showing here. I thought that uh Eddie Kingston, the the commentary specifically saying that he needs like a warm-up. He needs a win to to get him motivated going into the uh the weekend here with the Continental Classic. Great stuff, man. I also felt like bringing up the Continental Classic was a nice move because with a proving ground match, I've been saying week over week, like since we started this era of Ring of Honor, like someone's got to win one of these proving ground matches at yeah. some point, right? But there is kind of an emotional stake invested in Eddie and that like he needs to win a match because he needs to get himself back on track for what's in the bigger picture here. So just right. felt like there was a little bit more juice in that fight. Uh, but really, really good successions to open the show in those one, two segments. But mm -hmm. happy to see it. And then your favorite tag team in the whole wide world, the Infantry, Carly Bravo and Sean Dean defeating the boys here, as you would kind of expect. Uh, I really liked that uh, we get to, A, we get to see the Infantry in full tonight. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about what they didn't do with Christian, <laughs> Trisha Dora later, but... Uh, the boys are, are usually pin eaters if they're there without Dalton Castle. So just keeping the infantry fresh here. This was a little bit more in a two hour and 15 minute show. Like there is bound to be some superfluous stuff. But this felt like kind of a, like this is who we are ROH episode. Um, they win with the boot camp. There was like a nice little sequence where a tired boy tagged in a fresh boy and then <laughs> fresh boy. I can't remember which one it was, was uh, just kind of a flurry of offense right on Sean Dean, but infantry just like coming back to put a squash to that very quickly with the boot camp. Not a ton here, but just nice to keep familiar faces looking strong, getting wins like to see that. Yeah. I like the uh, presentation that they had for the infantry here, just in total, because uh, I think the way that they're being presented is showing that eventually whenever these ROH tag team titles come wherever they are in the world back, that there will be a division for it. They've been at least trying to establish that. And I think infantry stacked pretty high up there. But it's like, what is this leading to? With the Trish stuff, I got so many thoughts and questions. Because sometimes this booking tells us, like, this person is this on this show so you think they're going to be that person and then they come on and get a win and you're like what <laughs> that's yeah. how i thought about this it, it's a, a little bit odd we'll get more in depth with it later i'm wondering if it's just because i think she she has some new japan strong stuff coming up maybe um, that would make even more, less <laughs> it, it makes less sense now i'm wondering if it'll make more sense in a in a minute but uh, well, we'll talk about that when we get to it. We do have some chats coming in. Thank you so much for the support, especially we do not have Joel and Cresta on tonight uh, because Impact is kind of uh, doing some like retro shows and stuff like that until their TNA relaunch. So just letting you know, it is just us tonight, but we appreciate the support with the two of us. Me, Norma saying, what's good, Reg? Minion 69, boob 69, sup, partner? <laughs> Uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about my minion status because I feel like as minion sixty nine boob sixty nine I 
am qualified to determine whether or not someone should be a graduating minion. And darn it, I would say Billy Starks could have graduated tonight. And now hell is going to be unleashed. But we will talk about that when we get to it, too. We got a lot of show to talk about tonight, which is fun because it didn't feel like a lot of show because it was a lot of filler. Like it, it felt like it had some meaningful stuff, which was really refreshing last yeah. week's episode that we didn't cover was also a good table setter for this. So some good things happening here, including Rachel Elring continuing to stick around. She's backstage with Lexi Nair and she brings up Layla Hirsch's knee injury. And here comes Maria Canellis noting that Layla Hirsch was doing well. And Rachel Elring says, uh, what about the Renegade sisters that you were talking to last week, ma'am? And then Layla Hirsch walks into the picture, walking just fine, which is good. And uh, Layla Hirsch says, yeah, Maria, what was going on with those <laughs> Renegade gals? <laughs> which is good. Uh, and she says that she was simply introducing herself to them. And Layla uh, kind of buys it, but with skepticism. And we get this really nice in-sync thing of uh, Hirsch wanting to know if, asking, like, are you going to have my back out there tonight or not? And both of them saying yes. Like, the timing of that was was really, really well done. This was a fun little segment. I am kind of like, let's get a move on with this story. It's been going on for a little bit, and I would like yes. for it to advance because it's a little bit Rachel Ross. Well, they won't say. Like, we can get, get, a, get a move on with it, but I... One, I'm just excited that we're getting consistent stories. And two, Layla Hirsch is being given the time to feel important and get these dominant wins because I, I think she could very easily be an ROH Women's Champion um, maybe after what feels like Billy or something. Uh, but what did you think of this segment? I like this a lot better than her walking around with a guy who has hot mom shirts on. Like this was, this was a better use of Maria for me. That is exactly what I was going to say about the situation <laughs> was like, this is such a better use for Maria, like actually being uh used for what she should be. Like she can be a mentor to like all these women. She's been in so many different places. She's such a great mind for the business that like, this is what she should be and not standing next to a guy with a hot mom shirt objectifying her i don't want any of this what are you doing here so yeah i like this a lot of uh, rachel ellering kind of playing like a big sister slash i'm also a little skeptical about this whole situation and layla hirsch just being like look i'm trying to get some wins maria are you gonna help i don't have time for any of this bullshit that you got going on i think it's a good dynamic all along and it's another women's story being told they tell they're telling a lot of women's stories on this show and uh Tying the Renegade twins in there is uh, pretty good. Yes. Uh, I feel like we've talked about it a lot that a hallmark of this new era of ROH is women's wrestling. And that's never been the case in ROH before. So that's no. really refreshing. And like it used to be, I don't want to say it's a joke because that's so disparaging to the performers. But the the presentation of the women's division was just like not not presented with the same level of respect that the men's division was. So no offense to the performers there at all. They were doing their job as, as well as they were enabled to in the environment that they were in. But Maria, I'm wondering if she has a hand in this. I don't know, but she, she was integral in it before the shutdown and her and Bob, Bobby Cruz were doing tons of work with the women's division. So very, very cool to see her back in entanglements with the, the women's division. That just makes me happy. It, it warms my heart a little bit. Right. Yeah. I don't know who's like 
the head of this or what's going on or what sparked it. But the Honor Club show being the women's show, sometimes we're getting four or five matches. A show is like been great for the women's division, been great for the development of uh, of these younger women's wrestlers who sure. are coming into AEW. Some of them don't have a lot of previously trained, previously training. So being on a, you know, dynamite or collision is like, you know, brand going in the from, sky, yeah. yeah, zero to 100 type of thing. So being on Ring of Honor helps so much for everybody. Yeah, you can learn, kind of get your feet wet on what it's like to work in a TV environment a little bit in front of right. crowds that are the size of collision crowds uh, at 25 or 50% capacity, depending on, on when. But it is good to be able to have some training wheels before you get thrust into AW. And this is something I complain about, but I, I don't mean to sound negative here, is that like you are limited to your minutes of women's wrestling in AEW, yep. right? And you you don't have any shackles with that in ROH. So if you have to make them count as much as you can in AEW because they're a little bit more rare, having some place to warm it up a little bit in ROH, a good thing. A good like, thing. look at the transition that Billy Starks gets to make now just because of all the development she's had. One, being alongside Athena, but two, just having, well, she's nine and one now. That's 10 matches of just, you know, real good work. And this match with Marina that we're going to get to was really good. So it's like she's been developing so much that when she does get to the main roster, she's already steps ahead of what she would have been if she would have just came straight from the Indies. It is absurd that she is as good as she is at the age she's in. It's ridiculous. It's almost like we can leave that at the age she's in part out soon because she's just that good. But like Nick Wayne has gotten that kind of incoming reception. And I, I hope Billy Starks feels the same kind of reaction because it's just um, it's just absurd how great she is at at this and was like Val Victorian of her class for real and stuff like it. that's just nuts like and she keeps getting tall I'm like is, stop being know, tall yeah. dude she's, like she's, well I'm five eight so like I'm I'm all right with the like the tall girls it is funny to see Athena getting stared down at though that's what I'm saying <laughs> that's what we're gonna talk about in a second though but because she's she's so um, charismatic and bubbly and also uh like more lanky and because athena is built like a brick house and uses her um athletic build to her advantage it's kind of cool to have some sort of intimidating advantage over her but we'll talk about that in a moment right now it is a show that was really good probably the thing that i want to complain about most which i think is the thing that you want to complain about most here is Emmy Sakura getting the win over Trisha Dora, which is kind of an odd one. Um, a fun match for what we got out of it. Really, really good hard-hitting action. But I was watching this, and I, I even tweeted, holy S-word, like, Trisha Dora is awesome. But mm. Emmy getting the win here is very confusing. We get Emmy uh, fighting out of the German suplex before hitting her own. And I, I really did appreciate that because Trisha Dora's suplex, if she hits it on you, you're in trouble, right? So like the veteran prowess to get out of it, I thought was really good. And then we have Emmy hitting that butterfly backbreaker to score the win match was super fun. The booking's a little confusing here. Cause I don't feel like Emmy necessarily needs wins. Um, and I feel like Trisha Dora should be getting established in this division, as a threat uh maybe she's just not around as much as we assume that she's available but if if i'm aw i i look at her and i'm like 
I'm signing her yesterday. Like, I don't, I, I don't yeah. know what we're waiting on with that because she's incredible. I earlier talked about uh, rumors and then you and I don't get into scoops anymore, but she be around enough to. Okay. She be around enough is I what gotcha. I'll say about it. I gotcha. More than what being represented here. Yes, Kate. I didn't understand what was going on. She hit the butterfly backbreaker and I was like, okay, one, two, three. Wait, what? Hold, what, 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 what? You guys have told us multiple times. I love Emmy Soccer. She's, She's one great. of the best women's wrestlers that is just like when you need a great match, it doesn't matter. You just send Emmy Sakura. Didn't you just tweet something last night about Emmy Sakura's match with uh with Julia? With yeah, Julia, it's, yeah. It's like such a no-brainer to put her on TV with young talent, is what I is what I yeah. tweeted because it's like for her to have not been on TV when you do have some some greener members of the roster, it's like, well, duh, of course. But to your point. She's so good, she almost doesn't need those these types of wins because yeah. she's already such an established legend. I'm already buying into the dominance, and her ring style just makes me buy into it more. So I, I get what you're saying there. It's always kind of like we get these random Ring of Honor wins. Like, this person didn't need even need that win. Like, that's not what this is. Like, when Lady Frost got the – I love Lady Frost, but I'm still like, why did she beat Trisha Dora that one time and didn't – like it seems it always happens to Trisha Dora for some reason. It's no. just super random. But beyond that, like I said, Emi Sakura is great wrestler. So the match was awesome. Like they're throwing chops at each other. They worked. Uh, she worked over Trisha's arm. So hitting the Lariat Tubman wasn't working. Like a lot of it was great, but the result was just like, what? Yeah. Very, very weird on the booking. I would like this if there's going to be a feud because I would not get tired of seeing them run this back a couple times. Like if, if they're mm -hmm. going to make some hay out of it, that would be cool. But I also feel like you can't have one side of the infantry outpacing things and then have Trisha Dora be in it and not getting wins. Like that feels Doesn't inconsistent to me because they should be a threat as a unit in my opinion. So. Agreed. But more great women's wrestling. We get Layla Hirsch and Heather Reckless who looks great. Um, like from a physique standpoint, man, she just looks fantastic yeah. every time we see her. And she's had a couple of appearances and looks great in them. This is a quick one, though, as a lot of these Layla Hirsch matches have been. I don't mind Layla getting some dominant wins here because we have this bigger story in play. She kind of fits into that Josh Woods bucket of, I want to see her wrestle when she's in the ring, though. So let me see her wrestle some real matches soon because mm -hmm. she's so good at it. But with this kind of surrounding story, I, I get what we're going for here. But Hirsch countering a net breaker into that cross arm bar. Man, you know I love my technical wrestling. And those cross arm bars look vicious from Layla Hirsch. And post-match, Marie went in for a handshake, but Layla Hirsch blows her off. Now, this is where I felt like the story is getting a little long in the tooth. Like, you secured her to be out there, or you asked if she was going to be out there. And then she says, yeah. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. 
If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Yes, you're still blowing her off. Is it mm-hmm. because you only believe Rachel? Like, this is something that we could expedite a little bit quicker, but there is some intrigue and Maria, one of the best managers in the world, no complaints about her getting to do some consistent work here, but quick fun match that advanced a story. A lot of consistent stories getting advanced on ROH television tonight. I don't really have any complaints. Yeah. I just don't want to move into this Wardlow style territory of like <laughs> Josh Woods things of like, we keep seeing these squashes. We keep seeing these squashes. When and now, are we and now get Wheeler into- Yuta's pure champion. Like, yeah. Like what? what, what? I know that you was know? out of their control. I like, so but still, I, I like you it. have not been telling us this story at all. You've been telling us a different story on this show of who's going to be the next pure champion. And then Wheeler does it fine, fine, fine. But it feels like, uh, uh, this is, what they need for Layla Hirsch's character because I think she has the wrestling part down and you want to get more of the character side, more of the development on that side. But we're going to need her to get some matches in because she's on that short list of, like you said, after potentially Billy Starks. Looking like Billy Starks is going to do this thing, you guys. But she's on that short list of wrestlers after that that I think are pretty next up to be ROH Women's World Champ. I agree. She feels so synonymous with the ROH brand that they've given us as far as the women's division of just like incredible work, right? Mm-hmm. Badass, hard hitting. Love it. Love it. I'll never not call her little lady Taz. Cause that's what she <laughs> is to me. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. But we move on to a very quick match, but something that I thought was great in like, Hey, this guy's still around, which made me very happy because I'm a big Willie Mack gal. Yes. Uh, Willie Mack defeating Robert Anthony extremely quickly here hitting a power bomb after catching a, a crossbody attempt from Robert Anthony quick payday for Willie Mack. But again, encouraging just to see some roster, hopefully like delineation or mm. clarity of some sort here. Very refreshing. And I just, how do you not love Willie Mack, man? Like, mm. I just love that guy. Put him on my screen, whatever ROH is on my screen. It makes me very happy. Uh, any thoughts on, on this quick one that we got? Yeah. I, think they're trying to establish maybe the ROH TV title division, kind of flesh yes. it out moving forward. And he feels like a great piece to it. Willie Mack is so, 
every single match, I think that people that don't know him, when he comes down to the ring, people are like, I don't know, I don't know. And then he starts being Willie Mack and he gets them every time. That's just like such a star quality that he has. And this match was that. It was like Willie Mack just doing the best of Willie Mack and looking awesome. I love Willie Mack. I'm a huge fan. I want him to have the world, honestly. I do too. And He's such an interesting blend, not only because of what he could do physically, like he almost falls in the JD Drake category where I'm like, now come yes. on, you can't, you can't move like that. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Like that. And then makes, he does it. And then he does it. And it makes no sense, but it makes all the sense in the world. It's just, it's fantastic. Um, but he, because ROH is so work rate focused, having that almost in the same way with Dalton Castle too, like um, he has a larger than life character. But unlike Dalton, who like very much shows and tells us that he just kind of like is that when he comes out, he's, like is, is all yeah. presence, which is just a really refreshing thing to have on something that's kind of a a more serious leading product, a more sports based leading product, which is my shit. But right. uh, having someone that just walks out through the curtain and is that guy is is really really fun for me. You guys, get so, in your, oh, go ahead. Who do you got winning the TV title? Really quick before we move forward. I, it feels to me like it should be Mark Briscoe. Right. Um, but I would say Dalton Castle is hanging out right there too. Oh, damn. You got me. Is that what you were thinking too? <laughs> Both good. of those, honestly, like it should be Mark Briscoe, but then he could also, no, he can't win the world title. The world title's gone now. Yeah. Mark Briscoe or Dalton Castle is between those two. I like uh, Dalton Castle just because he's been, fucking carrying the flag so long to want to be that champion that I think it's the story to tell, but the Mark Briscoe story is just like automatically there and would be great, you know? And it's kind of what they set up before he got injured. And just based on how Tony Khan kind of books things like he, he does that, which I applaud him for in a lot of ways. Like he will wait until you come back. And sometimes it doesn't make for the best programming while you're watching, but from a roster respect standpoint, I actually really respect that of like, going out of your way to tell someone that they are not going to lose their spot because they're injured is really, really refreshing. Uh, But I am intrigued because it does feel like he gets used in the AEW side a lot now, which is great. Like, I love that for Mark. Um, And Dalton has been, we're going to talk about it later. The, the, a lot of the crowd had left, but man, they pop for Dalton every time he comes through that curtain. Mm -hmm. They really, really do. So I would not be mad at either of those choices. I think they're both, uh, good and inspired choices and people that will stick around the product. So that would be a good thing. Exactly. So now we go to what is, if not match of the night, certainly I think the most noteworthy or talk getting talk worthy, uh, uh, turning points of the night, the kind of biggest story leading into the pay-per-view, which is Billy Starks defeating Marina Shafir in what was a hit and mismatch for me. Uh, the parts that hit, I thought hit awesome. Some of it is just stylistic. Like the mm-hmm. way Marina works is is great. And I think it was awesome in the tag match. And this time when she was carrying the entire workload, there were just a few things that got gummed up. Nothing horrendous. Uh, I'll say it again. You're going to wrestle barefoot. People are going to put your pictures on WikiFeet. I know you and Denise were talking about that on her channel. All right. But like, get yourself an OnlyFans. Tony Storm knew what she was doing yesterday. Tony Storm was playing chess. She said, I'm taking my shoes off so that people can see my feet. I'm going to get this huge pop in Minneapolis for my feet. But I got an OnlyFans, so people are going to go subscribe there for more. Marina, 
you're voluntarily giving it away for free. Go make that money, girl. But <laughs> a lot of fun was had in this match. The parts that did hit were fantastic. And I, I really liked this kind of ending sequence we get. We have Starks hitting that gory bomb before hitting the Swanton for the near fall. And Starks hitting a spin kick before hitting that star 10 for the win. I just liked that it took a lot to put Marina down at the end there for Billy to finally get that win. And that being in the greater context of like, she really needs this win to make Athena proud. She really needs it, really needs it. She was going to fight for that win. Um, Let's talk about the match first, and then we will dive into the post-match, which I think you might not be on the side that I am of on it. So we'll have some good discussions around it, but what did you think in ring of what we got? Uh, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit here, Kate, because I thought this was Marina Shafir's best performance. This is the okay. best I've ever seen her wrestle, honestly. Like her kind of carrying the load, doing her MMA thing, breaking down Billy Starks, her hitting that uh, stretch muffler bomb was great. just like, that oh was man, this is awesome. But I thought the best thing about it was at the beginning of the match, the crowd, of course, it's late. Didn't really care. But at the end of the match, they were all into it because both women were really, really shining here. Sometimes Marina just kind of feels like she's just there. But this match, she felt like present in the moment. Billy Starks is really, really good, I think. And she brings out the best of a lot of wrestlers. And I thought she brought out the best of Marina here. This match was super fun. They're just tearing each other up, beating each other up, working, trying to break Billy Starks down. But Billy Starks has used that heart to get the win here. Thought it was a great story they told. I thought so too. And because we had some flavors of Billy leaning heel because she was buying into the Athena side of stuff, mm-hmm. like her post match getting into some shenanigans a little bit before the graduation ceremony, and just the up aggression from what Athena was bringing out of her, Marita was a really good offset in that. So I agree with all of that. There were just a couple of places where things looked a little bit clunky and the pacing, I think, flowed a little bit awkwardly at, at times, but. Overall, uh, this is, we've seen a lot of improvement from Marina Shafir. We're also mm-hmm. going to talk about Nyla Rose being around in a little bit. So mm-hmm. I think they're working separately, which for me, I think is a good call because I think Nyla should be working face because I just think she's hysterical. So we'll get there. But um, there's a lot, of course, to talk about with this post-match, guys. A lot more of you are watching now than you were at the beginning. So I'll just give ourselves a quick plug before we go into the most pivotal thing of the night. Yes. Talking about this graduation ceremony, I will ask you to leave a thumbs up on this video if you'd be so kind. Helps people find us in the algorithm. I will also let you know, no Impact show tonight because Impact is in this in their own Impact zone of kind of putting together nostalgia shows and less uh, storyline moving forward intensive content before they go into this rebrand relaunch for uh, the TNA relaunch at the beginning of the year, which should be good. And I'll also, of course, remind you to get in your super chats, but not your humper chats, because I don't have access to that document. I should bug Sean about that. I think I'm I'm trusted here at Fightful since I'm on literally... Like, how do you not have access at this point? What's going on here? (laughs) Uh, It's just because I haven't followed up, probably, I'm going to say. I think they like me here. I'm on literally every day this week. I would think so, yeah. I think I'm trusted. He's like, no, she's on six times a week. I don't think she should be in there. She has access to the Patreon, but we're not giving her access to the Humper Chat (laughs) document. It's a weird one. I I will say that. Uh, Graduation ceremony. I loved every note of this. Post-match, we've got Billy Starks, Jumping Marina Shafir, 
sending her away from the ring and Athena and Lexi come down and they've got a cap and gown. Now the hysterical chance, and I noticed it immediately of ketchup and mustard because one <laughs> cap and gown was red and one was a yellow gold had me in stitches. Cause I had the exact same thought and just like a, it's almost like when we broke out into meat chants, like just a mm-hmm. good, like ketchup and mustard chant was so funny. I, I think Athena did a really good job of shutting them down. But we get uh, a nice little speech from Athena talking about the Val Victorian. If you know anything of uh, Billy Starks' real life right before getting signed, she was actually Val Victorian of her class, which is absurd to me. She was also pursuing this wrestling career so hard. Good parents for that young lady is all I'll say. Um, and she says that she wants the Val Victorian to give a speech. And just as the crowd and me and Billy Starks herself are buying into like, okay, it's time to talk at my graduation ceremony. The microphone is given to Lexi Nair, who gives an acceptance speech and Athena kind of signs off. And uh, Billy Starks is noticeably upset because, and I loved commentary being like, well, the number two in class usually gets to talk to like, this is unfair. Ian was great on this. Um, but we have Starks bowing up to Athena and, uh, they leave the ring and they pose on the ramp before we finally get the turn from Billy Starks on Athena, who sends her into the barricade standing over her with the title Later, right after this, or no, later in the show, actually, we get Tony Khan backstage with Lexi Nair and Tony Khan plugging final battle a little bit before Billy jumps into the frame. Uh, I was laughing so hard at because Tony Khan is just so formal in his presentation and being like, congratulations on your graduation made me laugh out <laughs> loud because it was so like, thanks, dad. Like, genuine. <laughs> such yeah. a, oh, congrats. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get Billy coming in and saying, you know what? I win and I win and I win and it's never enough for this woman. I want my match at final battle against Athena and Tony Khan grants it. I would be surprised if it didn't main event unless something really big gets planned for whatever's going on with the continental classic here. But, um, this was all aces to me. And I get, if you don't like, this did feel a little like an NXT segment, but <laughs> like, but the way it got unfolded, I think makes at least a lot of logical wrestling sense. Like even if you don't like it taste wise, um, the favoritism is a great justification because the story has been building for so long and Billy has been getting wins, right? The, the favoritism to Lexi Nair when they were going through minion training in Seattle, um, like all of this is at least justified from the fact that of course Lexi got awarded this. She's the teacher's pet and Billy has been working her ass off. Uh, so you have these mounting frustrations for Billy, and then there's finally this moment where she snaps, and there's a justified reason as to why. I thought Ag- Athena's been unbelievable at balancing the fact that she's getting really big crowd reactions because people love this, but she's a vicious, dominant heel. So her shutting down the mustard and ketchup chants and her just making sure that people remembered and they know that she is not to be messed with and that she is not a nice gal. Uh, I, I think she's just done a tremendous job balancing the comedic beats of this with the, the heel that she is. Can't say enough about it. I'm not just saying that because I'm minion 690069. I'm also saying it because I'm minion 0- 690069. And in, in my, 
uh, verified minion certification. I feel like Billy Stark should have graduated today. I'm just going to say it, okay? I'm just going to say it. I feel like if I have earned this, I certainly think Billy Starks has. So I don't know what her number would be. That's that's not my call. But I, I do feel like she's earned it. And I feel like I have a right to say something because I am a certified minion after all. But I loved all of this. Was this too corny for you or were you in on this? No, yeah. There uh, Earlier I said there was something I didn't like about it. It was only a little minor thing, just blah, blah, blah. When Billy Starks did the turn, she just slammed her into the guardrail. And that part just felt anti-climax. She just slammed her and then it was over. I didn't know, but she's a baby face. She can't really go in hard like she should. I just felt like that part felt a little bit anticlimactic. But I loved everything else about it. Like her teasing kind of going to hit a thing in the back maybe at points, but not doing it. And then finally getting her. I thought all of it was great. That part was just like, uh, maybe like a little bit farther if she would have went. I thought it'd be better, but I understand why it happened. I agree with you. I think that's a good call. I also, we saw Athena kind of laughing. Right. And I, so I'm wondering if that was intentional almost in a way of Athena, like her laughing to me read as like, a, that's the best you got. All right. Good luck, sweetheart. Like, okay. so yeah. I, I think that might have been almost on purpose. If not, I thought it was a, it did a good enough job to fool me into thinking Saved it. So it. <laughs> good on her. Good on her with that. Um, but you're right. For somebody that's such a, a vicious heel, like you got to pop off when you pop off with those things. So I, I get yeah. where you're coming from, but I, I just liked her giggling of just like, if you think that's going to do the job at final battle, you're out of your mind was kind of right. how I read that. Uh, our own Luis Polito, who has a night off, God forbid saying Lexi Nair got showered with booze and she was bamboozled by it. This ruled <laughs> so much. See, Luis gets to do that because he even super chats when he's moderating, which is the most insane thing I've ever seen. But he does, of course, then send in a super chat saying, this is for Billiam Supremacy and Marina's Brock Lock Bomb. Yes. Oh, my gosh. We, yes. Beautiful. I'm so glad you said that because the Brock Lock Bomb is a sick, sick mm. finisher. Very good. Very good that you brought that up. Um, this was by far the best ROH episode since the reboot. I There's been some good ones. This was a great one. This was a really great one. I am now hopeful for Final Battle. I'm a little nervous just because of I don't know what this new mega championship is going to entail. If it ends up on collision, you're at least on the same taping schedule. So like if it's supposed to be something that anchors that show, which I think would make sense. I guess you have the the TNT title there a lot. Um, but if if it's to add a little bit more juice to the program that probably needs it a little bit more, I think uh, that's not a bad idea because it'll be showing up in ROH and you could have strong talent come in. You could send someone to strong if they have it. So I don't hate that idea. Um, but I am, this is by far the most consistent things have felt in a really, really long time. So that makes me very happy. Do you have any thoughts on, uh, optimism or have we just been fooled too many times that you can't trust again? Cause I get it. You know, with the continental class, I think the easiest way we get out of this is just Eddie Kingston just wins it. If Eddie Kingston just wins, then he just stays Ring of Honor champion. He just stays on the brand and he just stays the New Japan strong champion. 
and that way we could continue to tell the stories we've been telling. We don't have to change a lot. And Eddie Kingston getting a win would be great for everybody because everybody loves Eddie Kingston, you know, kind of the easiest way to get out of that. We're going to get some amazing matches coming up very soon here. He's going to wrestle Brian Danielson. Insane. It's like he's going to have this great resume of matches. Just let him win. It'll add some prestige to the Ring of Honor Championship. And things will be great moving forward. I just don't know final battles in two weeks. That's before the end of the tournament. There's kind of some roadblocks to get there. There are. And tipping the hand on the booking of final battle, because I don't think you switched the title to then have it not be in this. You know, like that all got so messy, right? But, you know, there's there's a lot of possibilities there. One, if you get Eddie versus Mox, because they're in different leagues, right? Yep as a finals Mm -hmm. and Eddie retains, holy crap, Mm -hmm. considering he won it from Claudio. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I also think it's a good idea to have, you just told the story right there. That's great. That's it. Right. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's such a win. Um, and I think it's also cool because AEW fans will get to Eddie is a fan favorite right now. Like he's been a fan favorite for me in my living room forever. Um, the other possibility, and it is the other one that would make a lot of people happy and I can't fully argue with it is, like Brian Danielson in the final year of his career holding the ROH title again, even if it's smushed into other stuff. Like, I can't say that's a bad idea. Awesome. Like, that would be yeah. so cool. And it would give him a chance to work New Japan Strong, which would also allow New Japan Strong to pull in talent like Okada and whatever. Like, there's there's some possibilities there, too. Yeah. So part of what I've liked about the Continental Classic is... I hadn't thought about that. That's pretty... That's Brian Anderson. Fun, right? Yeah, it is. Like, I think that could be really, really cool. And I, I've loved that with the Continental Classic so far that uh, it's not obvious who's going to win. And I think there's a lot of possibilities that if they win could be like just really good, like really healthy for all of those products involved. So mm-hmm. that makes me really happy. But uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I have... Good hopes for final battle because the pay-per-views always tear it down. That's almost the frustration. If they just main event with Athena and Billy Starks and just take it home in the match I expect them to have, it'll be great. Yes, agreed. Me Norma saying, I think Billy graduates at final battle and Athena goes up to dynamite or collision to beat up some new hussies. Now let's talk about this. Let's, let's assume, and then we'll get back on track into the rest of the show. Um, Let's assume Billy Starks beats Athena. First of all, that would be awesome. Like that was just such like a classic heel versus face mentor mentee story done textbook execution. Uh, What does Athena do next? Because it's a little tricky here, right? Like it feels like to me, the women's world championship is going toward uh, a handoff between Tony Storm and Mariah May. I would think that well maybe now i just answered my own question my guess is the tbs title goes julia to willow because there's such a natural progression there but athena and willow have had business upon business upon business but not for that title so maybe you just have what's the easiest choice you can make window instead of middle seat picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket outsourcing business tasks you hate what about selling with shopify Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? 
Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just six dollars. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba da ba ba ba. Athena beating some bitches up for a while, mm-hmm. and then coming for Willow when she takes it off. Julia, in in my fantasy booking head, um, what do you do with uh, an Athena going to the main roster here? Uh, I think the best idea is to put her on collision and just let her cook over there, get her in a feud with like Chris Statlander, let her get acclimated to that roster. There's a bunch of other things that they could do, but yeah, her in that TBS championship, uh, her hovering around there and eventually becoming the TBS championship champion, I think is the best idea just because there'll still be the connection with Saturdays and ring of honor. So if they need that, they got it. And collision is just the way for her to, get introduced to the AEW audience and be able to cook and just more than being on dynamite, I think. Yeah. They've done a good job of maintaining separate personalities on each brand. And I feel like collision, there's a little more breathing room and matches. You get a little bit more of like clean finishes and, and stuff like right. that. Like that is maintained itself for the most part. So I like that idea. And I love the idea of her and Chris having like a non title, like three month program where there's beauty yeah. for living crap out of each other. Sign yes. me up for that any day of the week. I've got no issues with that at all. Um, I'm going to read this chat now, even though it, it correlates to something later in the night, because something did pop into my head here. Ian dropping the freak nasty reference in Stevie Ray. Suckers gotta know. This was a reference to angelico saying my name's angelico not angelico because people mm-hmm. thought commentary was pronouncing it wrong and he said no that's nope. what we were told to say it uh he was hilarious tonight commentary is just always great when they actually have a show that is good they can do even more work and create even more magic they were on fire tonight yep. question though where's stoke so this was kind of my question with the tony Khan backstage part of it Like, Stokely has had the authority to make matches before. He's certainly done it with Eddie Kingston. Um, Tony Khan showing up for this, maybe because he was just trying to get the final battle news, like, kind of drummed up. Stokely is great at this, and his appearances on ROH and AEW have been very inconsistent. Like, in AEW, he basically just does zero-hour pre-show stuff. Um, And ROH... He's on the board and he kind of just, it was like a little bit with Samoa Joe, a little bit with Eddie Kingston. If he's on the board and we saw Jerry Lynn later in this episode, I'm kind of wondering like, where's Stoke, man? (laughs) I don't know. I've asked a bunch of people. I've questioned. There's things. I have no idea. We know how great he still is, Kate. Every time he puts out a video, we all love it. Every time he tweets, it's amazing. He's an asset he is like the best asset that they have 
in AEW all around that's unused. And I'll take that to my death. Like they don't know what they have with this guy. And it's a travesty that he's not utilized. Like the same way that Prince Nana is the number one success story right now, Stokely could be in that same position tomorrow if given the opportunity. So it's, I, I really don't understand it. Yeah, it's an odd one. And like he came into the baddies picture, which was a high profile thing. The firm didn't work out, but was a high profile thing. So um, I liked the initial move of him moving to ROH because it immediately told me a couple of things. One, there's going to be an authority figure, which like is desperately needed on shows that are this in ring heavy, because otherwise you like, if you're doing more sports entertainment style and people are making their own matches, I don't like it, but it's easier to get away with. If you're having a sports-based presentation, you need authority figures around. And I also liked it because I knew he was going to do stuff like be extremely silly with Samoa Joe. Like that's mm -hmm. things that are Stokely's wheelhouse are really refreshing in programs like this. So I'm with you. I'm a little confused as to where Stokely is or isn't uh, being used. But we will move along to our survival of the fittest qualifying match, which this is really good to see. We saw a lot of talent from AEW that wasn't getting used being brought back here. We saw uh, Evil Uno here. We saw Butcher and Blade later. We saw Nyla Rose, another thing that feels kind of more like a statement. I should note that at the beginning of the show, commentary also said maybe we'll have champions around more often, like they were speaking to my heart, Reg. Mm -hmm. But here, the survival of the fittest stipulation, some old school ROH coming at you. Dalton Castle with the boys out there defeating Evil Uno hitting that bang ring Uno looked good in this. Wondering where the rest of Dark Order is. A little bit weird, but he comes out with negative one, which is always a heartwarming moment. Uh, he punches his ticket to final battle. We were talking about this um, being a, a possibility for Dalton's next steps, like headed towards some, some gold, which I, I hope is the case. Uh, your thoughts on this match and the implications of it? You know who I'd also like to see in this little tournament, Kate? Uh, Eva Luno's former Stu Grayson side. I don't know what you call him. Stu Grayson. Yep, that's his name. Where is he? What happened to him? Where's Stu? Where's He's Stu? gonna be on the back of a milk carton. Where is this guy? Honestly, man? we are looking for him. We want to see him presented on this show. But no, awesome seeing Eva Luno because he's a great wrestler, and I think putting him here with Dalton Castle is awesome. But I'm I have so many questions coming off of this. Like, yeah, where's the rest of the Dark Order? They told a story on this show for a while with Dark Order it was and the, the Righteous, and then they just forgot about it. I don't know why they keep forgetting about things, but we didn't forget, you guys. We remember. I remember that. That was cool. Where's Stu Grayson? What's going on here? Um, but yeah, I think the uh, building the 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 league or class of who's going to be in this tournament has been great. There's some more great stuff in this show here. Agreed. And we don't forget. All right. Tony Connor reportedly Chris Hero. We don't forget. Not here. Not on Fightful. We're professionals. All right. We're extremely professional, as witnessed by me talking about Marina Shafir's feet earlier and that she should get an OnlyFans. Uh, <laughs> guys, get in your super chats if you have anything you want to talk about tonight. Please leave a thumbs up on this video as we keep plugging away here. Or but confusing white women on Twitter. That's what Kate will do. I did. I did. I called Lexi McKenzie and I felt like such an asshole because Lexi's done such great work. But listen, you come out here and you call Top Flight the Light Skin Coalition, all right? 
I do, and I does, and I love that they're back, baby. Dude, I was it. Yeah, I was on on the AEW post show filling in for Sean yesterday, and I was like, I don't call them this just to be extremely clear, because people please put that disclaimer on there, Kate. In the chat, <laughs> people in the chat were calling it. Careful. The LSC, like people mm-hmm. were, people were in on your uh, your naming of that faction. So I'm just mm-hmm. saying, you have great influence. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. But mm-hmm. we are moving along. I felt like such an asshole, and I just I need to suck it up and start playing for Twitter Blue. I do this too much. I just tweet. Seriously. I don't think, and there's so many typos that I have dyslexia. It's mm-hmm. a rough one. It's a rough one. But we're plugging away. We've got. Brandy Cutler and Colt Cabana defeating GPA and Trevor Outlaw. Uh, Cabana and Cutler winning quickly with the neckbreaker. I don't know how I feel about a Brandon Cutler Colt Cabana tag team. I I've never been like super in on Brandon Cutler. I've been in on Colt Cabana when he's doing stuff that I think is like very much either very in his wheelhouse or when it seemed like he was turning heel with the Dark Order. Like that was cool to me. Them coming out in like this tie dye gear and stuff, a little weird. Now I am a fan of us getting a lot of tag matches and it feeling like after MJF drops these belts, God willing, we're gonna have a tag division that's cooking for people to come back to. Uh, I just. In a in a two hour and fifteen minute episode, I there I don't have a lot to say about this, and they're just it wasn't that long of a match, so there's not a ton to say. I'm just not like super in on Brandy Cutler and Colt Cabana being a team yet. But anything that you want to talk about here? I'm trying to think of something on Ring of Honor since Honor Club has started that I've cared for less than I cared for this. Cole Carter, and I can't eat like one time Colin Griff cooked and it wasn't that bad this was like why are we watching this like i mean like i get it like shame saying in the uh in the chat colt getting a chicago match chicago match i get it i understand but nobody wants this (laughs) nobody wants this there are zero people who want this i've been told i've been told nobody Nobody. i don't know i think cm punk would be a huge anyway uh We have fun here. We have fun here. I brought. That was going to be on Fightful Select. That I know, right? Like CM Punk, huge fan of Colt Cabana and Brandon Cutler tag team. I brought up CM Punk because we're just we're trying to get your chats. Let's be honest. Yeah, like that's we've got like twenty five hundred subs because that guy showed up in WWE. We didn't even like fully have the scoop. Like we're we're just mentioning him for clickbait, and I have no problem saying that. Okay. Like <laughs> the Grapsity uh, thumbnail this weekend is probably going to be CM Punk. Come on. Oh, hundred percent. What do you want? What we, do you want so when Joel and I do Kate and Joel call it in the ring, um, we just were using him. We were just ringing it out as long as we could. And Joel was unapologetic about clickbait. Uh, like when Jay White lost, he was like, Jay White buried forever. Like he, he will just do whatever he feels like. See, I hate that they tried to make that like a derogatory term. You're just doing that for clicks. Everybody's just doing that for clicks. Yeah. Like everything ever. Like why? Are they, that's clicks not a derogatory thing anymore. Leads to views yeah oh come on please now. click my link dude that's a thing yeah i am doing this for clicks bro yeah i all the content i do is for clicks i don't do it to talk I would you know how much i point. talk into a freaking camera every week you think i just want to have a conversation with myself no dude click my link please click come on. my link otherwise i'm just talking to my dog 
which happens enough. <sighs> anyway. Anywho. Super Chats, right there. Mm-hmm. You, you're going to ask about CM Punk, but mm-hmm. we're going to talk about ROH. Yeah. Uh, we've got what was a really good match and something else I've been complaining about. Love my luchadors. Can we get any of them in a story? I think no. Commander <laughs> is headed that way. Uh, this was a blast. This was like, what was the video you had? Spinning and flipping, <laughs> spinning and flipping. <laughs> I was in stitches. <laughs> when we talked about Commander on the AEW show yesterday, the first thing Alex says was like, I'm just so happy for Reg. Um, this was, like you said, Gringo Loco, base god like showing off to other levels tonight commander gets the rope walks shooting star press patented every time commentary doing an unbelievable job in this match of like that is his third high risk spot like he can't sustain this for an entire match he's got to get the win sooner rather than later like the urgency that they created around this to create urgency in a match where someone moves this quickly is insane and like a commentary feat. It is an art form, what they did tonight with this, because it's already going a million miles an hour. But to say he has to hasten up and get the win here because he keeps taking all these high-risk spots and he's not going to be able to sustain it that much longer in an entire match. Unbelievable storytelling from Ian and Caprice on this. Absolutely adored it. I love every time Caprice is like, he's a crazy white man. I don't know what to tell you. I pop for it each time because it's, legit in his name right so uh this was a fantastic match for someone who this isn't there i'm not a hater but i'm not like king spot foo over here um this had a ton of story in it and a lot of logic and didn't feel like moves for move sake uh, i loved 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 this match this was up there with the match of the night for me uh this was a, a blast what were your thoughts on this i didn't really like it no, you stop. Too many flips. Like the point. Why are you walking the ropes again? Who cares about Come that? A big Hurricane Rana again. Oh, why wouldn't you God, just walk away if you're Gringo Loco? Why are you just standing there waiting for him? Come on. Earlier today, Kate, I saw somebody somebody replied to one of my tweets, and their at was at Spot Foo Wrestling. That was somebody's at. Is it a woman? Because you should marry her. I know. I don't know who it was, but my influence is heavy out here. It is. It is. And that's what this match was. You guys know what time it is. This was beautiful, excellence laid out, spot foo, flipping and spinning. As you can see it. Gringo Loco is so good at being the he's the base god for a reason. Um, Commander could do anything in the world, and he's gonna somehow catch him. No matter what he does, he did a big giant walk running to a hurricane run on the ground. It was awesome. They did this big reverse Spanish fly off the top rope type thing. They were doing a bunch of ridiculous shit that I was just like, yes, this is everything that I love. They were in Chicago. Chicago loves Lucha. Gringo's from Chicago. Commander's the best flipping guy in the world. Everything you could want from this match, it was it. They always had to give me one little good one they gave kate, kate got a kate match later in this with this tag match that came up but i, I thought that this was uh as fine as you could get in this position it is and i'm glad that you actually brought that up because we are starting to see the more stylistic buffet in mm. in action here which i think is something that's been consistent in AEW. but having stories that make sense behind that all makes it so much more fun meet normus it does 
Chatting us up, saying spot food appetizer for the meatball later. A lot of my life is flipping meat. So a great mm -hmm. combo. Five out of five pork chops. Seven pork chops in the Tokyo Dome, I'm told. Except yes. you know the horse meat thing in Japan, right? Mm -mm. They eat raw horse meat in Japan. Who does, Kate? I don't know. I'm vegan. But like, it's, like, a, what? it's a thing that gets served there. Lance Archer swears by it. He's like, it's delicious. It's insane. It's served just like chicken is over here. Like it's just you just can eat raw horse meat in Japan. We're nasty, not it's we, because I'm. But like you know, humans. Like why are you eating horse meat, dude? Yeah, raw. Ooh. I ate I ate alligator in New Orleans. So. I had crocodile bites in Florida. They were pretty good. This but is before you were vegan. This is before I was vegan. Mm -hmm. But raw horse. Meat? Raw horse is crazy. There has to be a line. There's gotta be. Yeah, you gotta you gotta go somewhere. <laughs> Alligators and crocodiles are out here killing people, okay? My shit was fried up. It was not raw. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, no. I wasn't just like, ooh, delicious scales. Like put Raw them horse, you guys? Like, raw what? Raw horse meat. My friends at the Shining Wizards podcast, at Wizards Podcast, I'll give them a quick plug. They ask anybody who's been to Japan that question, like, did you eat the raw horse meat? And some people are like, no, that's disgusting. That's crazy. But, like, some people are like, yeah, and it's really good. And I'm like, Ugh. gross. But. I'm vegan. Now, now you now, now see you've come to the other side. <laughs> you've come to the other side. Welcome. Be kind to animals. Love you guys. Nasty. Uh yeah, no, that's it's gnarly. Speaking don't of Google it. <laughs> don't Google it. It's not gonna lead to anything good. It's, it's gonna lead to some weird shit, man. It's gonna be bad. <laughs> it's nasty outside. Feet last night, horse meat tonight, like <laughs> I gotta stop doing podcasts with women. Y'all are crazy outside. Listen. <laughs> Look, wiki feet is out of our control, man. All right. Wiki feet is crazy as hell, Kate. If wiki I'm gonna be completely honest with you. <laughs> there has to be a line with that too, you guys. Odd. Put the raw horse meat away and put the feet. Put the put down. the piggies away too. Let's Jeez like be let's me. let the animals live in peace, right? Oh my god. Whew. We will quickly move on to Tony Deese and Mark <laughs> Sterling, who are backstage with uh, Jerry Lynn from the board of directors and Lexi and who notably not named Mackenzie uh, Sterling <laughs> wanted to make sure he was I've done four podcasts today guys give me a break Listen. Sterling <laughs> wanted to make sure he was at ringside for Tony Nese's rematch uh, and Ethan Page comes out and is like oh I'm so surprised that you want to cheat your way to another win uh, Jerry Lynn says that there's going to be a rematch and it's going to happen. And you know what, Mark Sterling, you do have your manager's license, so you can be down there, but you're going to be handcuffed to the ring post. So they're going to sign a contract next week. Kind of feels like Tony Nese is going to go over in like a tricky handcuff spot, or maybe mm -hmm. Ethan Page is going to have some fun with that guy in the corner. I feel like Ethan Page should win, but what are your, uh, your thoughts here? This is a Memphis ass angle right here. Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett probably had a hand in this for sure. I got an idea for Ethan Page, guys. Why yeah. is he gonna be handcuffed to the thing? I get it. Whatever. Just have a cage match if you're trying to keep him out. But yeah, they were like, we're gonna go extra Memphis. Um, how do you feel if this is on the the final battle card, Kate? Does that is that an offensive thing or is it just like I guess? I'm not mad about it. This could also be something that's a little bit more zero hour e. Probably not right. with, with yeah. Ethan Page, but like at the end of the day, Tony Nese is a great worker. I just hope the Mark Sterling stuff doesn't become too overwhelming. Um, but it could be like pretty campy, pretty quickly. 
Yes, and it, it shouldn't mm-hmm. because both of these guys can really go. Like, I, I want to see it happen. So mm-hmm. uh, we will have to wait and see how it unfolds. But Mark Sterling is quite the antics guy, and the handcuff in the corner thing is just mm-hmm. begging for that. So <laughs> I just hope it doesn't, like, overpower anything too much. Right. Well, we get LFI defeating the Spanish Announce Project. Uh and what also felt a little superfluous and a little weird that LFI is showing up here where they've been so heavily featured on Collision. Yeah. But not mad about it because LFI obviously has some roots in ROH. So they kind of have LFI isolating Serpentico at the end here. And Vance getting the win on the with the discus lariat, which looked great. I'm wondering if this is just like a let's keep them strong in front of somebody mm-hmm. uh, and let's keep them getting, getting some wins. And uh, Preston Vance has kind of, he turned heel in this like great spot with negative one and then just kind of fell away. So maybe they're just trying to get him back on track. But this was another one that in two hours and 15 minutes of wrestling probably could have been cut, but not mm-hmm. mad about it. Um, a, a solid enough match just in a in a sea of really, really meaningful matches. This was not something that was advancing anything, but, but, but fine. Uh, any thoughts on this? Yeah, this kind of just felt like these guys need reps and they need to stay in front of some eyes. Uh, it was good in points. There was uh, at least was doing the I'm a Rudos. I'm going to beat the hell out of everybody in the ring spot that I think is really good. And Preston needs to be there's something missing. Like you said, after that negative one thing, we were all like, OK, maybe they're going to lead to something. And then they started doing those weird ass vignettes on the uh, on collision where they were in like an action movie. And we we're like, wait, this is weird. And then they kind of didn't really follow up with that. So I guess this is something. But yeah, there's a couple of things that could have been on the cutting room floor. And this is one of them. Yeah, I agree with you. And another thing that could be left on the cutting room floor is you guys chiming in in the chat with these very weird meat experiences like <laughs> cat jerky and rattlesnake sausage wait who had cat jerky who had cat jerky <laughs> fucking weirdos what is this show? ricardo sausage is crazy ricardo the snow monster had it what? ricardo who always has a fun surname eating cat jerky meet normus having jerky. rattlesnake sausage is crazy but like he's me enormous so like of like of course if it's it gonna be like made out of a cat like i'm confused i'm hella confused i don't i do not want details reg this is not the place for details uh, okay all right all right you're right but what hit up reg on twitter with the details because <laughs> i don't want to know how y'all are eating cats i'm hella confused cat jerky no thank you mm. be kind to animals okay we got Nyla Rose and Zoe Lynn. Uh, and I'm actually seen Zoe Lynn a couple of times. Another one who um, just conditioning wise looks great. P- appearance over appearance. Love to see it. But this was a Nyla Rose reintroduction showcase. It felt like to me, Nyla Rose hitting the beast bomb for the win in this. Great to see her hilarious jaw jockeying, like the, the interactions with the crowd and with her opponent. Like I love it when she's in there chatting a storm. I have been team Nyla turn face because I see her Twitter game and I'm like, there's a baby face in there and she needs to come out. It's she's so, so, so funny, Uh, but good stuff here. And I think they said it was Nyla's ROH debut, if I recall correctly. So just Mm -hmm. awesome that she's getting an opportunity there. Uh, Any thoughts on this? You know what, Nyla, I can't get into her new gimmick of online trying out disgusting chef creations like a 
grilled cheese, chocolate chip cookie sandwich or something like she'd be on some wild shit. So I don't know. I don't know if she's going to bring that energy to Ring of Honor. I'm just nervous about it. No, anytime we get to see Nyla on any TV screen, I'm all in 100% huge Nyla fan. Uh, This I actually don't know how I feel about it, Kate, because when you were saying earlier, like, we got Nyla, we got the Butcher and the Blade, we got, uh, I'm like, did they do the classic, like, oh, all these people are here, get out here for the Ring of Honor show, and I'm like, I don't, uh, sometimes that's good, but sometimes it's bad, but, like, Nyla, I'm all in. I agree, and I think because she's a former champion, it should mean something when she shows up somewhere, like, that's an important thing, so hopefully this leads to more consistency for her in the future and another returning set of talents here is the butcher and the blade Mm -hmm. who defeat the iron savages which was an interesting booking choice because we've seen the iron savages heavily featured in picking up some wins uh the sauce is there man i don't know what to tell you but we get a full depth finishing this match from butcher and blade and i like to see them on my screen i think they're really good they're somebody that i was calling for to be transitional tag champions between these longer reigns i've been like yeah. They're right there or to be mercenaries. We're so stable heavy. They seem like such obvious mercenary types to me that the fact they weren't getting used like they were kind of in the beginning of ROH was downright silly, I tell you. But love seeing them here. Hope it leads to some more consistency in front of the camera for them as well. Good little match too. Like mm-hmm. this this was a blast. Iron Savages are great. I always sing their praises, but it was kind of fun because there was they have similar dynamics of like a bigger guy and a littler dude a bigger yeah. guy the littler dude so it just it made for some fun in-ring matchups of similarities and differences at different points in the match so very cool to see butcher and blade back in action and the fact that they got a win i'm i'm hoping is a sign of uh more strong tag division action to come you know kate this showed me just how over butcher and the blade still really are yeah. they're one of those tag teams that like there's a couple of like since the beginning AWX that like people are forever going to kind of like fake. It's like kind of like what Kip Sabian sits is like, they're going to come on and people are just going to remember the times of where they've been and what they could have the potential to be. And I think butcher and the blade always like, if they got a tag title run tomorrow, people would be into it just because they've established themselves as one of those acts, putting them in there with the iron savages is perfect. They're really going all in with this ass eating promo before the show, which I'm like, all right, I you know I'm not if like if we're t- okay no I'm just move forward. Look, I like that whole um I like the whole gimmick of getting into that that the match was just two be- meaty men four meaty men slapping each other beating each other up. Great work. If we're gonna see more of the butcher and the blade in Ring of Honor, I'm all in. I agree with you, and yes, we are not here to kink shame, but we do have a lot of foot talk and a lot of ass eating uh-huh. here and. <laughs> That's where I was going, but I'm like, I'm just going to move. I'm going to say too much. I'm going to just move forward. Look, I I respect that you tried to, um, but I am a menace. (laughs) (laughs) Minorma said, I had a gravy covered turkey leg during this match. Well, how like renaissance of you. That feels Mm -hmm. such a a throwback. And people are talking about having eaten black bear in the chat people are talking about hey monster leave me out of this i didn't do i don't leave any gimmicks no all right (laughs) (laughs) you guys are so much fun thank you (laughs) appreciate y'all 
appreciate you guys who have suffered through some rough episodes of Ring of Honor with us. But we got a good one tonight. Happy to continue talking about it here as we scoot along to our main event, which, again, kind of weird that when you have the championship match, that isn't what is uh, kind of leading the charge as far as the main event, especially when you can edit it. I get the, we want you to stick around, so we're going to put Eddie Kingston here spot, but throwing it at the end of the show makes sense. Again, though, I loved that we opened with Athena, like, shooting on Eddie a little bit, and then having Eddie with the follow-up, so a little bit easier, but Brian Cage out there with Prince Nana, (laughs) defeating Action Andretti. Uh, It was a good match for Andretti. Like, this was a good showing. Mm -hmm. He's, like, the guy that should be in ROH. He's the guy that looks like he could be kind of a future, super athletic, good in the ring, uh, naturally charismatic guy who needs some time. He just needs time and reps to to sharpen up. But his chemistry with Brian Cage, I thought was fun tonight because they just work so differently. But uh, a lot of fun in this, a nasty gorilla plex, as you would expect. Brian Cage was another one who it was like, we're on track. And then it was like, no, we're not. Um, but this ends with Brian Cage hitting the Andretti with a reverse flapjack. I always think of Shane Haste whenever I see a flapjack because I think mm-hmm. of slapjack. Mm-hmm. But uh, we get the near fall there. And then Cage with that inside out suplex for another near fall. I thought was super fun. But finishing it off, as you would expect, we get Andretti and Nana getting into it. A pop-up powerbomb and Cage hitting the weapon X for the win. I named some spots in there that I, I really liked from Cage, but I thought Andretti looked good in this. Like, they had a, a good back and forth. He has that great springboard 450. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, any thoughts on our main event here? Yeah, I thought the springboard 450 looked really good. Um, Brian Cage, I like him in these singles things. I think they need to figure out exactly what they're going to do with him. Is he going to be a part of a six-man if he's going to be a single? Like, I wouldn't be mad if Brian Cage was in the t- the TV title uh, tournament. If he won, I wouldn't be mad at it. Like having him do exactly what he's been doing in these last couple of weeks as kind of the anchor, or one of the anchors of the show, defending this championship every week, doing what he's been doing, I think would be really awesome. Action Andretti's a great wrestler for him to be in there and kind of show the difference of the size and the strength and the speed. This is a really fun match. Just both guys kind of uh, getting their shit in. Shout out to old uh, Brian Cage. Uh, both guys got their shit in, and I thought it was a good way to end the show. If we're not going to showcase the world champion, might as well have kind of one of these matches of a ROH, a uh, couple of guys that are consistently in ROH to end the show. I agree with that, and I am a little frustrated because we, of course, have our six-man champions not working as a six-man, like as a trio, right? So, like, we made a lot of progress, so I don't want to harp on that too much, but I just kind of rolled my eyes because I was like, they're all here. They're all mm-hmm. on the same show when they're not defending those six-man belts. So I just hope there is a little bit more love for that soon. I'm wondering if who I'm going to call type top light and you call something else might be gearing up to take those. Just maybe it's not like at final battle because Darius and or because Dante has gotten back so recently. Maybe they want to give it a little bit more breathing room, but but a really uh, optimistic show tonight. I felt like a good episode last week to Ronda Rousey showing up. Was that the only good thing that happened there? Like, go go check it mm-hmm. out. There's been some consistency there. And that kind of brings us to, to this final chat to close us out from Glassdoor Gamer who said, ROH better keep this booking up after final battle. And I don't know if that's the tone that Glassdoor Gamer read it in, but that's the tone <laughs> I'm reading it in because that's how I feel. Okay. And if, 
Anybody said that all white girls talk the same today. It's me because I accidentally was the a one white girl said Black that. Sam McKenzie. Yeah. But mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to say it like that with intensity mm -hmm. because uh, we've been screaming for this kind of consistency for so long. We've seen it going into pay-per-views and then it fall right back off again. So I'm hoping this leads to some better things long term. And the fact that the ROH title is getting smooshed into the Continental Classic could be really good or it could be really bad for the product. I don't think it's bad if Eddie Kingston keeps it. I don't think it's bad if Brian Danielson shows up at your ROH shows, even if that's more sporadic. Like that guy showing up is going to be a really big deal. Uh, it's it's very interesting. It's very interesting to see where this is going to go. But it's nice to come on here and get to talk mostly positive about Ring of Honor because we mm. come on with the same complaints every week. So, <laughs> um, But that is our show for today. We're going to yes. let Reg plug his ass and we'll get out of here. I uh, think we got one more super chat, actually. We did? Yeah. Oh, thank you. I'm mm -hmm. sorry that I missed it. Mm -hmm. uh, this is true. No workhorsemen and pure rules, but still a great show. So the Shibata stuff. I get I have the same frustrations about Wheeler Yuta winning it, but I think mm. you can't hot shot Josh Woods to that without finishing what they were building and have people be enticed by it yet. You yeah. can get me into Yuta Wheeler and Josh Woods real fast. I just don't want to see it be Wheeler and Daniel Garcia for the fifth time or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um and the workhorsemen also got some main roster reps and work the indies. So I don't think they're disappearing anytime soon. Uh, I think there's probably just like availability all over the place with with some stuff, but I agree right. with you. The work horseman should be on my screen every episode of every wrestling show all the time. So <laughs> thanks for that final chat. Sorry, I almost missed it. But um, Reg, please tell me where the people can find you and also like where they might be able to get a super cool Grapsity hat. I don't know. Yes, uh, you can find me every Saturday with Philip Lindsay Grapsity podcast. The flagship as they say every wednesday i'm with denise on the aew post show i'm also with uh mike on indeed every thursday i'm here with kate on the ring of honor post show hopefully they continue and we could continue and then i'm also on ask grapsity every other week it was today we had a great time uh grapsity.bitcartel.com if you want to get you a great hat a t-shirt something cool but always thank you guys for the support thanks for showing up to our little show to watch us talk the little engine that could known as ring of honor yes especially considering we don't have impact on the the back end of us we really appreciate you showing up for what's normally a double shot and i will just say reg as your co-host uh here when we started this you were doing like a couple of shows and i've gotten to see you like expand your podcast repertoire so a welcome to the dark side of being busy pretty much every day of the week and b i think it's cool. gonna increase going into next year too so i think it will too yeah. i think it's gonna be good stuff <laughs> but the more reg the better in this space i love mm -hmm. doing this show with you and i'm just i'm proud of you for for sticking with it because this is Thank not you. as easy as it it is people. not sometimes kate you know when you have so many shows it's like some days you're like ah maybe i'm just not going to today but you rally and you get to it and then you're like, oh yeah, that's, I do this for a reason. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, <laughs> I got hit with like a real fun wave of imposter syndrome last night and then woke up and I was like, I have imposter syndrome and four shows to do today. Yeah. That's going to be a tough one. So it's been right. a very, very long day for me, but uh, I've just. And you're like, people want me on their shows. Yeah. Like, then I they have come four here shows for a reason. <laughs> we're talking about me in the chat and having a good time. Like as soon as we start hitting record, because 
the community here is so awesome. Like it, it never, uh, never fails to make me really happy. So I'm just very happy that we're getting more of your voice in this space because it's a, a valuable one and a fun one. So more of that in 2024 and more to come with Final Battle. Reg and I, well, will you, are you going to Final Battle? No, we'll cover it here. On, we're going to cover it here. Yeah, we're covered here. I, I was just going to announce that. And then I realized like sometimes you go to shows and um, I shouldn't announce that you're going to be here. I'm done for the year. I think Kate, I am tired. Lady. I hear you. you got one more. I'm going to World's Collide. So. Yeah, I was going to say, you got one more. Got yeah, one more. I do. I do. And I'm <laughs> I'm excited for it. And it's not that far out of the way. So I'm, I'm not mad about it. But thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, Joel and Cresta, I don't know if they're back next week, but I know they're going to be back for the relaunch. I might go to a show with Joel in Toronto because I'm going to be in upstate New York anyway. So I'm like halfway there. Uh, so we'll, we'll be doing some podcasts around that for sure. I'm excited to check out the Impact brand live. But me and Reg here every Thursday covering Ring of Honor. We got to be real happy about it tonight, which is refreshing. So we will take it. Guys, have a safe and wonderful rest of your night and enjoy wrestling this weekend. See you tomorrow. Peace. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.